0: Good morning. Just as a point of clarification, Christmas Eve will be celebrated on December 24th this year. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Hi, I'm Steve Morgan, um, pastor, so-called retired. Um, very pleased to be able to share an Advent message with you today. But um, in discussing this with, with Jim and Troy and Dave on Tuesday, talking over sermon and passage and plans, um, I decided to open with a personal story. Many of you have met my delightful daughter, Becky. Yeah, Mary and I just ride along on her coattails. Well, Becky had attended... Tumwater Schools from preschool, where she was actually towed around in a wagon with a helmet, up to her sophomore year of high school. She had friends, she had classmates from the very beginning. But we lived just outside the district boundary, really only a few hundred feet. We'd always applied for interdistrict transfers, and they'd always been approved, but then a levy failed and the district threatened to deny transfers. We asked everyone to pray. The Rochester School District, it had a bad reputation. Plus, we didn't know anybody, and more importantly, for a special education student, they didn't know anything about her. Our transfer was denied. So now we were looking at a much longer bus ride for Becky, really restarting an education plan. And then we found out that other students without special needs were being accepted into the district that had denied Becky. It was unfair. And we had prayed. A local paper wanted to do a story about the possibility of discrimination. We were advised to hire an attorney and fight for our daughter. But we had prayed. Everyone we knew had prayed. God answered our prayers. He said no. And so we surrendered. And there were tears. Our lives do not always follow the course that we've charted. But the life surrendered to the glory and the purpose of God will always be blessed and filled with meaning. The passage today um, is Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Uh, You will find it in page 807 in the Blue Bibles, which I barely got noted down up here in the front seat remembering, oh, I've got to check one of those Bibles. (laughs) The first page of the book of Matthew, nowhere really in the whole Advent story is this message of our lives not following the course that we have charted. Is it more evident than in the story of Joseph and Mary. And I want to focus on Joseph today. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded. He took his wife. He knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your word proclaimed. Help us to not miss the grand miracle that we have just experienced together, Lord, your word proclaimed. We have your very revelation in our hands, in our homes, and in our hearts, as we have grown familiar with your word, with this story. Lord, with that being the case, by your same... Miraculous illumination. Give us wisdom and direction by your command, even as you sent an angel to direct Joseph to your glory and for your purpose. Amen. Joseph was a righteous man. Even when his world turned upside down. He seeks out the right and the compassionate thing to do. The engagement went south. We see that in the details of, of what we just read in this narrative. Think of the things that happened before what I just read. Joseph met Mary. They knew each other. In in whatever context first-century Middle East living could allow, they were in love. And they were looking forward to a wedding, to a life together. He had a profession he could provide, and he had chosen a bride. He looked forward to plans, and honor, and celebration with great anticipation. And that was with a single chat with his fiancée, converted to rejection, and suspicion, and disgrace, and shame. He didn't want to shame her, but he's still assuming that there is shame. You see, we can tell clearly from the story, Joseph did not believe Mary. When she told him that she had conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and was going to bear the long awaited Messiah, he resolved to divorce her. That's not believing her story. And so in not believing her story, he was left with the simple options that you and I all know. There must be shame. At at the least, there must be shame and disgrace. It gets worse if you consider betrayal and deception. Joseph's life was upside down. But he still loves Mary. He could have held her up to scorn, but he protected her reputation. He found, by considering what could be done in such a situation, the apparently best course of action to protect her from disgrace and put her away quietly. He thoughtfully considered this course of action and he took what the law would allow him and set that aside. And he chose the course of grace, though he still didn't believe her. He used godly wisdom and we can use godly wisdom Throughout the course of all of our decisions and plans, he thoughtfully considered, in light of Scripture's wisdom, how to carry out his actions and plans when his world was flipped over. Well, God takes Joseph's life on a course that Joseph himself had rejected. Which was to stay with Mary. Since Joseph had considered all his options, the angel came to speak to him. The angel came in a dream and said, First of all, son of David, I love that element of the story. Joseph's not just anybody. I'm sure, if you passed him on, on the street, you would. That's just a carpenter guy. But the angel calls him son of David, called him according to his heritage, to his lineage. The sons of David were lost among the culture, the lineage of kings was gone. The king sitting on the throne wasn't even a Jew. Son of David, you are in the line of the Messiah. He called him and and called him according to who God saw Joseph to be, not who Joseph might have thought himself to be. In very clear ways, the angel said, You, you are the one. You are not just anyone. The angel tells Joseph not to make a decision out of fear. The fact that the angel said that, I think, can clue us all in that Joseph was acting out of fear. And the angel tells Joseph that God is at work and that he has a part to play. You will call his name Jesus. A simple phrase. We need to think culturally in the context of first century scripture, that culture, when you name a child, you claim that child. To say, you shall call his name Jesus, is saying, and you shall be a dad to him. You will raise him, and support him, and train him, and claim him to be your own. Simple phrase, deep meaning. The role Joseph has to play is to take this child, a child whose life and appearance into the world is going to mark Joseph and his family with shame and disgrace. For, as far as Joseph can see, the rest of their days... He will always be, as, as Scripture records later in the Gospels, that carpenter. You know that one? You remember before they were married, they had that one son? People who were opposed to Jesus, they threw this reputation up into Jesus' face. We know about your birth. So we know that such a reputation followed Joseph Matthew adds that these events these simple events of a simple carpenter fulfill the expressed ancient purpose of God that looking back the facts are not lost on Matthew this is God Pulling what appears to be a simple man into his royal heritage and he's being caught up in the very plan and eternal purpose of God from Genesis 3.15 to now. A few points to consider. God won't lead you out of fear. He doesn't motivate with fear. God is the good shepherd. But for a short time, we had some sheep. I can tell you the truth. You don't drive them like cattle. If you want cattle to go where you want them to go, we've all seen the cowboy movies. You stand behind them with a horse and a gun and you make noise and you scare them into where they want to go. Sheep, follow the shepherd. God will also not lead by greed or by pride. So what we can do is eliminate fear, greed, and pride as priorities in our decision-making, and we can at least eliminate the motivations that don't come from the Lord as we consider godly wisdom in our choices. He won't lead with greed. He won't lead with fear. If you're afraid, you can still be afraid. Don't make it your decision factor. He will lead by calling you out as he sees you, not necessarily as you see yourself. Because the Lord sees you as a body part Integral, meaningful, as his bride, as his child, even as he called son of David, he calls now to you son of mine, daughter of the king. Well, Joseph surrenders his options to the glory and the purpose of God. He does what the angel commanded. He marries her. And he brings and adopts to himself all of the shame of what the world calls an illegitimate family. He willingly adopts the shame that rests on the head of his bride. How like the son he will raise, who willingly takes upon himself the shame of his bride and bears it himself. He provided for her as a virgin until God's work was complete. He married her, and then he took her. He, he took a back seat to God's plan. And he named the child Jesus. And he became the Messiah's dad. I've got to think that when he went back to Mary, after disbelief, and the angel then spoke to him, guys, that must have been one whale of an apology. I didn't believe you, which means I believed the worst about you. But an angel spoke to me. I I can almost picture Mary turning that around. Really? An angel spoke to you? (laughs) Just turning his words on him. Really? An angel said something. How does that work? And then Joseph's life was changed because he surrendered following God's lead became characteristic of his life as, as we look through chapter 2 of Matthew we would find in chapter 2 verse 13 the angel said take your family to Egypt just a little note in there and they went to Egypt in verse 19 move your family back to Israel they moved back to Israel in verse 22 don't go to Bethlehem Go settle in Galilee. Step by step by step, we have the large story of Joseph surrendering to the will and purpose of God. We have the footnotes that follow how he became a natural follower of the word of the Lord. And what about the blessing and the meaning part? Well, in Matthew 13... We find a a note about Jesus' family. They were coming to one of his teaching sessions. And so we get them listed out. We find that Joseph and Mary had six other children. Yes, Jesus had brothers and sisters. But importantly, Joseph had sons and daughters. He had a big family. And if you want to be honored as a father, two of his sons are writers of New Testament Scripture. James and Jude. And one of his sons was Messiah. So, he's got that going for him. When I say that our lives don't always follow the course that we have charted, but the life surrendered to the purpose... And glory of God will always be blessed and filled with meaning. I want to define my terms. Blessed. Some translations like to take that and call it happy. They actually, some scripture translates blessed as happy. It's too small. And it's really a tough word to grab. I want to use in the zone. Not because it's particularly biblical. But it fits. You guys know what I mean when I say, in the zone. No, it might not be the easiest road in the world, but it's the road where you know you are walking side by side with God's will. And God is with you. And you are in the flow of His will and provision and protection and purpose. You're in the zone. That's so much more than happy. And meaning is meaningful to the kingdom of God. Not some meaning that we choose to make up. So our surrender looks like this. God's word is a storehouse of wisdom. And so are God's people. Submit your plans and decisions to biblical wisdom and talk over your choices with trusted fellow believers. If for no other reason, this is why you develop close, growing Christian relationships. Reject fear and pride and greed in your choices and plans. God doesn't lead you through these motivations. He does lead you into what glorifies and serves him. So we have a direction now to not look for and a direction to look toward the glory and the purpose of God. Don't miss surrender to God in the small and ordinary choices. I love the song, what what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain. We bear because we don't take matters to the Lord. Simple matters to the Lord in prayer. The simple decisions of life. And finally, let the command of God and his purpose for you become the natural course of your life. What are your plans? What are your goals and dreams? And my question for you is not to judge and evaluate those plans, but for you to ask yourself, where did they come from? Where did my plans come from? Are you asking God, why me, Lord? But meaning, why did you save me? Why did you call me? What shall I do? Lord? And are you sharing your life with others who share your faith? So <clears throat> Becky got registered into her new unfamiliar school. They sent a special bus to our home with a driver and an aide who would watch the students while the driver gave attention to the road. And it was a long bus ride. In a few weeks, we became aware that the bus aid was not just anybody. Now, some of you know that um, Becky came into our family through adoption when she was very, very young. But she had been with another family. You see, Becky was abandoned at the hospital. And she was medically very fragile. So she was released to a special foster care family who intentionally cared for children that were not expected to survive. Not expected to survive infancy. I, I don't understand that level of care. Intentionally caring for someone who was going to break your heart. Karen was the bus aide working for another school district and she was the person who had cared for Becky as an infant. Becky was suddenly taken out of Karen's home through the actions of DSHS, not bad actions, there was a, a, a blood relative family that was attempting to adopt Becky. But Karen was broken-hearted and never knew what became of the child that she knew as Kaylee. Now for that whole school year, Karen's heartache was healed. As she got to see Becky, now 17, and in high school. And they got to spend time together for that long, long bus ride. Our lives do not always follow the course that we've charted. But the life surrendered to the glory and the purpose of God will always be filled with blessing and meaning. I can tell you we knew we were right in the flow of God's will and purpose not because of actions we'd taken, but because of surrender that we'd offered. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we we ask that You again transform our hearts. Give us, Lord, the courage we need. Let us hear Your voice in Scripture even as the angel spoke to Joseph. Give us your counsel and ears to hear your command that we might surrender our plans that seem so good to move in the blessing and the flow and the meaning of why you have called us from sin to righteousness in the first place. May this be so for each of us today. And it's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen.